if you don't regard yourself as someone worthy of love and respect, you'll put up with people who will take you for granted, take advantage of you, or abuse you. This lack or absence of boundaries is a message you are sending out to people that it's okay for them to treat you that way because it is the same standard you've set for how you treat yourself. You're listening to Shift Happens Every Day, podcast episode number 8, and today we will be talking about the last four habits in our 12 habits that encourage stress in your life and how to break them. If each one of us is a work in progress and we are constantly being quote-unquote worked on by our master creator, then that means every day we are growing, every day we are evolving, every day we are expanding. And so that also means that where we are standing right now in life may not provide sufficient space to allow for that expansion. And so what do we do? We shift. You may not have realized this yet, but you shift every day. We shift positions, we shift gears, we shift directions, we shift perspectives. This is just a natural and beautiful part of life. Hi, this is Myla Saavedra. My weekly podcast, Shift Happens Every Day, is all about finding just the right tiny adjustments we can make every single day to make room for these shifts in life without being overwhelmed or shocked, and most importantly, without the need to be perfect. I invite you to subscribe to my brand new podcast show, Shift Happens Every Day. Episodes will be released once every week. So come as you are, bring your favorite cup of joe, and let's get ready to make a big shift. It's Myla Salvedra and welcome to another episode of Shift Happens Every Day. We are now entering into the final stretch of this series and I hope that the previous two episodes have been helpful and insightful. But most importantly, I hope that it inspired and motivated you to take action. Our goal here is to decrease, minimize, if not completely eliminate stress in your life. And why do I care about you being in a lot of stress constantly? Why should you care? Well, because contrary to the popular expression or saying, no one else can bring out the best in you. Only you can truly bring out the best in you. Which can only happen when you're not always feeling burnt out, exhausted, or overwhelmed. You owe it to yourself and to the people you love. And that is why we are here and we are talking about it. So just a quick review. Last week, I presented four more habits that are contributing to your stress. And these are the habit of keeping up with the Joneses, pretending to be someone you're not, overthinking the small stuff, and focusing on the worst case scenario. Today, I'm presenting to you Habits 9 to 12 of the 12 habits that encourage stress in your life and how to break them. Ready? Steady? Here we go. Number 9. Complaining. Back in episode 6, I expounded on the difference between the gratitude mindset and the entitlement mentality, 
which is the kind of thinking that's behind the habit of building and holding on to unrealistic expectations, as though the world owes you something. But even when you don't think you have an entitlement mentality, you can still show a lack of gratitude when you complain a lot. When you always complain about things in your life that you don't have or you do have but aren't happy about, you may not immediately consider that as being entitled or having an entitlement mentality. But on the subconscious level, that is exactly what's happening. That is the message you are sending out. Whenever you complain, you are saying that God, your creator, doesn't know what he's doing or that he's being unfair or that he's just simply not doing a good enough job at being God. And again, if you go back to the principles of a gratitude mindset, even when it comes to the things that you are less than perfect or things that aren't quite what you hoped they would be, if you keep in mind that everything you have is a gift, you will still find a reason to say thank you. Thank you for this obstacle. I'm sure it's supposed to point me to a different path that I might not have considered before. Or thank you for this difficult person in my life. Every interaction with her is an opportunity to exercise patience and to just be curious about what she must be going through. Thank you for this job. It may not be where I want to stay forever, but right now it's paying my bills and putting food on the table. Now, doesn't that sound a lot more refreshing than harboring all that negative energy within you and unleashing it to the people around you by complaining? Instead of spreading that toxic negativity, spread positivity. Not only will an attitude of gratitude be better for the well-being of those around you, but also for your own well-being. Even motivational speaker and author Brian Tracy reminds you to develop an attitude of gratitude and give thanks for everything that happens to you, knowing that every step forward is a step toward achieving something bigger and better than your current situation. Next, habit number 10, demanding perfection. I talked about how to overcome perfectionism in another article that I wrote for Thrive Global. And in that article, I did say that many people are in denial that they are perfectionists. They would often describe themselves as someone who just has high standards. But the truth is, perfectionism is much like a wolf in sheep's clothing. It seeks justification under the guise of having a higher standard of excellence but it will eventually destroy you from within. Striving for excellence and aiming for perfection are two different things. Striving for excellence, there is nothing wrong with that. God is a God of excellence, therefore, it just makes sense for us to want to hold ourselves to a higher standard. But that's very different from perfectionism. Perfectionism refuses to leave any room for mistakes. Perfectionism is unaccepting, and unforgiving of errors and flaws. This way of thinking is what's causing you to be too hard on yourself and on others every time you or they fail to meet your standards. Perfectionism is also often the cause or an excuse for procrastination. 
This way of thinking always seeks to justify waiting until the time is perfect or until the work is perfectly done before you take action. Striving for excellence, on the other hand, welcomes mistakes and failures. A person who aims for excellence sees failures and mistakes as opportunities for improvement. The mindset of perfectionism says, I have to do this perfectly and I will not settle for anything less than that. The mindset of excellence says, Today, I shall give it my best, whatever my best might look like today. I want you to realize this. Your best will be different each day because every day will present itself with a different set of blessings, resources, strengths, ideas, challenges, and opportunities. And although no single day will be perfect, every day will be an excellent opportunity to be your best self. Research professor, educator, and author Brené Brown once said that understanding the difference between healthy striving and perfectionism is critical to laying down the shield and picking up your life. Healthy striving is self-focused. How can I improve? Perfectionism is other-focused. What will they think? This is so true. The rest of the world might perceive a perfectionist as someone who thinks very highly of herself that nobody can possibly hit the mark or please her. But beneath the surface, it's insecurity. A perfectionist cannot and will not accept anything less than perfect because she fears that people will form negative opinions about her if she delivers anything less than perfect. Because the truth is, her self-worth is tied to the opinions of others. The next habit is number 11, lack or absence of boundaries. Boundaries are necessary. They are the limits you decide on what behaviors or conditions you will or will not put up with. Boundaries create a necessary space between individuals so that each person can have his own separate identity, values, beliefs, priorities, and preferences that deserve to be honored and respected by others. So your boundaries, in essence, are contingent upon your own sense of self-worth. It is the standard you set for how others should treat you, which will hinge squarely on how you treat yourself. If you don't regard yourself as someone worthy of love and respect, you'll put up with people who will take you for granted, take advantage of you, or abuse you. This lack or absence of boundaries is a message you are sending out to people that it's okay for them to treat you that way because it is the same standard you've set for how you treat yourself. But the problem is that most people don't communicate their boundaries clearly enough right from the start and then they cry foul when others mistreat them and then they demand to see an immediate change in the other person's behavior, which of course is often met with resistance or hostility. The harsh truth is that you create your own monster by not setting and enforcing healthy boundaries for yourself, for not communicating clearly what is not acceptable to you, for being too afraid to say no. However, I must point out that 
What you say yes to is just as important as what you say no to. And that saying yes to something means that you're saying no to something else. So ultimately, when it comes to the subject of boundaries, it all boils down to what matters most to you. Author Benjamin Hardy once said that if you're not completely clear on what matters to you, then you don't have direction in your life. So get clear on your values and set your priorities straight. You can't establish healthy and strong boundaries if you're unsure of where you stand. Here's another powerful quote by American self-help author Henry Cloud. He said, and I quote, Boundaries define us. They define what is me and what is not me. A boundary shows me where I end and someone else begins, leading me to a sense of ownership. Knowing what I am to own and to take responsibility for gives me freedom. We are now down to the last habit in our list, habit number 12, unforgiveness. Now, with this final point, I must confess that I intentionally, quote-unquote, save the best for last because, frankly, this should be the first thing we need to be searching our hearts for if we find ourselves constantly stressed out. Unforgiveness. Yeah. Refusing to forgive is the same as holding on to the negative, unpleasant, toxic emotions caused by a past offense. For many people, forgiveness is nothing more than a religious concept that is easier said than done. I get it. You know, if the transgression caused way too much damage, it's not going to be easy to just write it off. Absolutely not. But I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's necessary. Forgiveness is often misconstrued as a sign of weakness. But the surprising truth is that you actually reclaim your power by choosing to take control of your emotions and thoughts. You're no longer allowing someone else's actions to control how you feel or allowing yourself to be controlled by your circumstances. Rather, you're taking control of who you want to be despite the circumstance. Forgiveness does not mean letting the offender back into your life again, unless that is still a possibility you are willing to consider. However, know that you can forgive and at the same time make the decision to sever all ties with that person forever. In this case, forgiveness simply means letting go of this festering hatred in your heart so that joy and peace can take up residence there again. Lastly, forgiveness is an act of love. It's about choosing to see the good in people, even if you don't see the good in what they did. And that is the way of love. One thing I know for sure is that you're never on the losing end when you consciously draw on the most powerful force in the universe. Let us draw inspiration from these beautiful words by the late Nelson Mandela. As I walked out the door toward the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew that if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. Here's what I'd like to leave with you as I wrap this episode up. Stress is rooted in fear, no matter what form it might manifest itself in. 
And the only antidote to fear is love. In everything you do, make love your primary motivation, your love for God, for yourself, and for others. If you must do something for others, do it out of a sincere desire to do good and to make a difference without seeking any praise or expecting anything at all in return. If the other person reciprocates or if he says thank you and acknowledges your efforts, fantastic. But if not, that's okay. You're not doing it for the praises of men anyway. If you must express your needs, express it with respect and without assuming the worst about the other person. Express it with humility, with grace, with appreciation for the other person. Learn to forgive yourself for mistakes you've made in the past and forgive others for the wrongs that they've done to you as well. Love yourself enough to let go of bitterness and resentment. Refuse to nurse any grievance in your heart because you know that in the end, the only person who suffers is you. If you should seek to improve yourself, do so because you value you, because you believe in you, and because you know you are worth it. Finally, live life one day at a time, but live it with faith, forbearance, and courage. Make intelligent plans for your future, but at the same time, be willing to make room for God to work out His plans and see what miracle unfolds before you. My hope is that you find true and lasting freedom from this fear that has been holding you prisoner and has been stealing your joy and peace of mind. I just presented to you the 12 habits that are causing you tremendous stress in your life. Now that you know what they are, I challenge you to start doing a thorough assessment of your life, checking to see which of these habits you may be guilty of cultivating and eliminate it immediately. This is the only way you can start living life more peacefully and joyfully. I'd leave you with these words by American philosopher William James. The greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. Thank you so much for joining me today for this episode of Shift Happens Every Day. I can't wait to connect with you again and explore more ways to shift our mindset for living a more fulfilling life. Thank you so much for tuning in. Take care and stay safe. If you love listening to this podcast, please leave a review in Apple Podcasts and spread the love around by sharing it with your friends and loved ones. I'd sincerely appreciate your support. Thanks for listening to Shift Happens Every Day. You can access the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.mylasalberta.com forward slash podcast. Please join us again in the next episode of Shift Happens Every Day.